Please join me in the first two verses of hymn 177. The Lord will come and not be slow, his footsteps cannot up. Before him righteousness shall go, his royal avenger. Truth from the earth like to a flower shall temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall shout for thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. May we see it. Portion of the Psalter appointed for the evening prayer of the second day begins with Psalm 12, found on page 373 of the Book of Common Prayer. We'll say the Psalms in unison. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left, for the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity, every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things, which have said with our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak, who is Lord over us. Now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, and because of the deep sign of the poor, I will upset the Lord, and will help everyone from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure words, even as the silver which from the earth is tried and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve him from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side, 
and vileness is exalted among the children of men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I seek counsel in my soul, and be so vexed in my heart? How long shall mine enemies triumph over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes that I sleep not in death, lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him. For if I be cast down, they that trouble me will rejoice at it. But my trust is in thy mercy, and my heart is joyful in thy salvation. I will sing of the Lord, because he hath dealt so lovingly with me. Yea, I will praise the name of the Lord Most Highest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt and become abominable in their doings. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that would understand and seek after God. But they are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become abominable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, with their tongues have they deceived. The poison of asps is under their lips, their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and unhappiness is in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Have they no knowledge that they are all such workers of mischief, eating up my people as it were bread, and call not upon the Lord? There were they brought in great favor, eared when no fear was. For God is in the generation of the righteous. As for you, ye have made a mock at the counsel of the poor, because he putteth his trust in the Lord. Who shall give salvation unto Israel out of Zion? When the Lord turneth the captivity of his people, then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the Wisdom of Solomon. A reading from the Apocrypha. For thine incorruptible spirit is in all things. Therefore chastenest thou them by little and little that offend, and warnest them by putting them in remembrance wherein they have offended, that leaving their wickedness they may believe on thee, O Lord. For it was thy will to destroy by the hands of our fathers both those old inhabitants of thy holy land whom thou hatest from doing most odious works of witchcrafts and wicked sacrifices. 
and also those merciless murderers of children and devourers of man's flesh and the feasts of blood, with their priests out of the midst of their idolatrous crew and the parents that killed with their own hands souls destitute of help, that the land which thou esteemest above all other might receive a worthy colony of God's children. Nevertheless, even those thou sparest as men, and did send wasps, forerunners of thine host, to destroy them by little and little. Not that thou wast unable to bring the ungodly under the rand of the righteous in battle, or to destroy them at once with cruel beasts or with one rough word, but executing thy judgments upon them by little and little, thou gavest them place of repentance, not being ignorant that they were a naughty generation, and that their malice was bred in them, and that their cogitation would never be changed. For it was a cursed seed from the beginning. Neither didst thou, for fear of any man, give them pardon for those things wherein they sinned. For who shall say, What hast thou done? Or who shall withstand thy judgment? Or who shall accuse thee for the nations that perish, whom thou hast made? Or who shall come to stand against thee, to be revenged for the unrighteous men? For neither is there any God but thou that careth for all, to whom thou mightest show that thy judgment is not unright. Neither shall king or tyrant be able to set his face against thee, for any whom thou hast punished. For so much then as thou art righteous thyself, thou orderest all things righteously, thinking it not agreeable with thy power to condemn him that hath not deserved to be punished. For thy power is the beginning of righteousness, and because thou art the Lord of all, it maketh thee to be gracious unto all. For when men will not believe that thou art of a full power, thou showest thy strength, and among them that knoweth thou makest their boldness manifest. But thou, mastering thy power, judgest with equity, and orderest us with great favor, for thou mayest use power when thou wilt. But by such works hast thou taught thy people, that the just man should be merciful, and hast made thy children to be of a good hope, that thou givest repentance for sins. For if thou didst punish the enemies of thy children, and the condemned to death, with such deliberation, giving them time and place, whereby they might be delivered from their malice. With how great circumspection didst thou judge thine own sons, under whose fathers thou hast sworn and made covenants of good promises. Therefore, whereas thou dost chasten us, thou scourgest our enemies a thousand times more, to the intent that when we judge, we should carefully think of thy goodness, and when we ourselves are judged, we should look for mercy. Wherefore, whereas men have lived dissolutely and unrighteously, thou hast tormented them with their own abominations. For they went astray very far in the ways of error, and held them for gods, which even among the beasts of their enemies were despised, being deceived, as children of no understanding. Therefore unto them, as to children without the use of reason, thou didst send a judgment to mock them, but they that would not be reformed by that correction, wherein he dallied with them, shall feel a judgment worthy of God. For look, for what things they grudged, when they were punished, 
that is, for them whom they thought to be gods, now being punished in them. When they saw it, they acknowledged him to be the true God, who before they denied to know, and therefore came extreme damnation upon them. Irenic the Lesson. The Magnificent. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the loneliness of his handmaiden. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Into thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy only spirit from us. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, to the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, be with us all evermore. Amen. The Word of Holy Communion is found beginning on page 242, the Book of Common Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, and visit the sins of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this 
shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath day. Six days shalt thou labor and do all that thou hast to do. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt do no manner of work, thou and thy son and thy daughter, thy manservant and thy maidservant, thy cattle and the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his servant, nor his maid, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is his. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Let us pray. O Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world, we commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guarded by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States and to all in authority, both wisdom and strength, to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who livest and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The call to Epistle and Gospel appointed for this day are found beginning on page 211 of the Book of Common Prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most humbly beseech thy master's steed, that as thy only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple in substance of our flesh, so we may be presented unto thee with pure and clean hearts. By the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. The portion of Scripture appointed for the Epistle is written in the third chapter of Malachi, beginning at the first verse. Behold, 
I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, as in the days of old and as in former years. And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Here endeth the epistle. Galilee, 
to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man and was crucified also for us. Under Pontius Pilate, he suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the
May the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So tonight we're given a bevy of interesting things and beautiful images from this uh, little visit to the temple. Right? It's, a, it's a bit of a long gospel this evening in terms of our gospel readings, but so much is going on. It's kind of an action-packed story we get from Luke, of course, and only uh, in Luke's gospel. As oftentimes, these sort of narratives from Jesus' early life are there. But I thought we'd focus just for a moment tonight on uh, Simeon and Anna, right? Uh, we have here an old man and an old woman who are these beautiful chorus of the coming of the Savior, right? <coughs> waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, right? Told by God as, that they would see this great and momentous thing, but that's a doesn't, you know, necessarily help one through all those decades of waiting and waiting and waiting. There's a sense in which they are a microcosm of all of Israel waiting. And of course, as a Christian, we are waiting people, right? waiting for the return of our Savior, waiting for all things to be put right. And while that's going on, as we oftentimes read in the Psalms, Bad things are happening all around us. Uh, it seems, as we read tonight in Wisdom, um, that evil men are having their way. The author there gives us these various pictures of the way, though, in which God is judging them. I love that term he uses again and again, little by little, little by little, little by little. And if one had been standing in the temple seeing Joseph and Mary bringing their child after 40 days to be presented, offering their, their poultry little sacrifice for Mary's purification, seeing an old man pick up a baby and start singing a song. One wouldn't necessarily think, this is it. It's happening. The world is being saved. We've got it. But it was. Right? That's the way God works, little by little little by little. And of course, we are in the privileged position of knowing how it all ends. Right? When we daily sing the song of Simeon for evening prayer, we aren't looking forward to an event that's about to happen. We're remembering an event that has. So while we are in the position of waiting, waiting, waiting for the return of Christ, we're also in this amazing position of knowing that the sacrifice has been made, that he has come into his temple, the temple of the human body, and sacrificed himself for the sins of the world. He's made all things right. And so now we can offer a sacrifice of ourselves, our souls, and bodies, the sacrifice of our Holy Communion. It's a beautiful thing that we're privileged and allowed to do. And while we can sometimes feel like waiting, waiting, waiting. I hope that every time we say that prayer, every time we sing Simeon's song, we can feel a little bit of the joy he must have felt in holding the Savior in his hands. And of course, the privilege of every Christian 
is to be able to enter into his home and his house, the Lord's house, uh, and be able to partake of the body and blood of Christ ourselves. So tonight, of course, we will do that as we honor this feast day of the presentation of Christ in the temple. But I hope that we also have that same joy Simeon had. I hope we can all kind of say together that the Lord will let us depart in peace from here and from everywhere, knowing that his perfect peace has come and that it's only a matter of time, little by little, until the world is saved fully and totally. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whatsoever ye would that men should do unto you, even so do unto them. For this is the law and the prophets. May be seated. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ Church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also so to direct and dispose the hearts of all Christian rulers, that they may truly and impartially administer justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. 
Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and pastors, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people, give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with me caught in due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity, especially those we name in our hearts before thee. And we also bless thy holy name, for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace, so do follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye who do truly and earnestly repent of your sins, and all love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life, following the commandments of God, and walking from henceforth in his holy ways. Draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, making your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, Judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings, the remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life to the honor and glory of thy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all those who with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him, have mercy upon you, pardon, and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Saviour Christ hath, unto all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Here also at St. Paul said, This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also what St. John said, If any man sin, 
We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord most high. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same, Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there, by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and it institute, and it is holy gospel, command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen.
Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord, thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Please join me in the third, fourth, and fifth verse of hymn 177. 